Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Sattenberg, joined by Griffin Warner. We talk some baseball, get you set for Monday's slate of games and some series that begin coming up here on Tuesday as well. But Griffin, let's start with the hottest team in baseball, and that is the Oakland A's, winners of five straight games after finishing off a sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers break up the break up the A's now I mean Vegas they're already pumped you know they uh, haven't gotten their stadium approved apparently um, but I'm sure that'll come now that the once the news trickles down to the desert from uh, from I guess Silicon Valley or whatever we want to call it but yeah a pretty bad look for the Pirates and the Brewers who I think are the first uh, top two teams in the NL Central um, that looks like a disaster. Can we motion to remove that automatic playoff berth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some people would like that. But in, in all seriousness, though, the, the A's are tied for the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball at five with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are three and a half games up in first place in the National League West. If I told you that on, as we record this on Sunday night, June 11th, that on June 11th, the Diamondbacks would be in first place in the West, your response would have been what? Um, are we talking triple A records hmm. or what are we talking about here? I mean, it's awesome. Corbin Carroll literally just goes the opposite way every time with power. It's awesome. He, he's been so good. Somehow they've been doing it with a like bottom tier bullpen, which could get fixed if they have um, some interest, which sounds like they should at the trade deadline. Uh, that's to me how I feel about the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. Uh, though it does seem like they've been figuring it out so far. The Mets have lost eight of nine. They're 31 and 35, nine and a half games out of first place and three, only three games out of a wild card spot, but staring up at a boatload of teams ahead of them. What has been going wrong with the Mets? Uh, I think a lot of expectations, um, a lot of money spent on old pitchers, which have, uh, either got suspended for 10 games, maybe showed up 10 games late in the season because of old body parts getting hurt. Um, they haven't hit very well. Then Pete Alonso goes in the IL, and we've seen, I mean, got one run today on a solo shot against Mitch Keller. Didn't really do much. I think had two hits for a lot of the game until a late rally in the ninth. Um, it's kind of a danger zone because uh, Steve, Steve Cohen and Sack Capital is not going to stand for this for too long. But um, there's not a lot you can do to really change a makeup in season. And we're it's not like the beginning of the year anymore. We're kind of getting towards that all-star break where teams are starting to like really look what they're going to look like. Of course, there'll be changes down the stretch. And I imagine the Mets will get better. But ultimately, you can't dig yourself this big of a hole. Let's take a look at the schedule coming up here for Monday. It's going to start with the Braves, who are taking on the Tigers. The Tigers have lost nine straight games, had a lead on the Diamondbacks on Sunday, and then blew it in the late innings, especially in the ninth. Uh, the Braves will send Charlie Morton to the mound, and uh, not sure what the Tigers are going to do with their pitching situation yet. Looks like Alexander could get the start for them, but that hasn't been decided yet. The Braves, obviously heavy favorites. Yeah, um, I mean... I really thought early start tough in that like Peacock um, brunch game for some people. But the further you get west, the more likely you're waking up early and forgetting to set a fantasy lineup game. Um, But, you know, had a big lead, hit Zach Allen pretty hard and still didn't hold on to a win. 
They've been moving their closer around. Alex Lang was pitching, I think, in the seventh in a high leverage spot today. Um, then miraculously got through that. He'd been struggling a little bit lately, but then they uh, didn't have a closer for the ninth and uh, gave up a bigger lead then. So um seems like A.J. Hinch is not really accustomed to dealing with what he doesn't have back when he had the Astros and they were cheating. I mean, things seemed really good then. Now he's on a bottom tier franchise. It seems like it's destined to uh, be looking for draft picks. And I don't really know how you back them against a Braves team that should uh, double the amount of runs they score if they're any, anywhere close to up to par for the Atlanta Braves. Rockies are at the Red Sox. Connor Seabold gets the start for Colorado. James Paxton for Boston. And this is a Sunday night fade as Boston played in New York here on Sunday Night Baseball and then will travel home to play a home game on Monday night. Yeah, you know, Colorado, uh, a team I'm looking to bet against as much as I can. They had a pretty good series with San Diego, at least got a win today, so they didn't get swept guaranteed because they got one win thanks to a what looked like it might have been a long, lengthy rain delay, but they finished the game eventually, so uh, maybe it wasn't too bad. But the Rockies' bats, um, once they leave Colorado, they don't hit anymore. So this is going to be a really good situation. James Paxton, a really tough lefty to come up against. Um, I don't really see a spot where I want to back the Rockies, and i got to say their they're limited bats away from Coors Field even limit my interest in betting overs with them too in Fenway. Yeah, I think the way to apply the Sunday night fade here would be to go with the, the game under because the Sunday night fade usually results in the team playing off the Sunday night, having a slow game and not a lot of runs, and we know the Rockies just aren't going to score, so maybe the under is the way to go at Fenway. Giants are at the Cardinals. Logan Webb gets the start for San Francisco. Matt Libertor for St. Louis. San Francisco's minus 125 as the Cardinals continue to step in their own way. Huh. I mean, it's tough to, to see the Giants as a favorite here, especially based on what we thought about teams coming into the year. But it's completely deserved. Logan Webb has been awesome. Um, his sinker or changeup or something down in the zone that doesn't allow you to lift the balls and working really well. Um, that should work even with a lot of St. Louis uppercut planes uh, of their swings. I just They haven't really done it enough this year to really trust in this powerful lineup to fi- finally suddenly turn it on against one of the best pitchers to start the year. Um, I don't really buy it or see it. I, I think Libertor was a big prospect who's never really delivered on anything. Uh, was awful last year. Has been much better this year. Got hit hard by the Rangers' his last start, which they're hitting everybody. But still, I, I'm not surprised or impressed by him. Uh, San Francisco bullpen's been pretty good. Uh, had an easy one today. Brandon Crawford got the last three outs, actually. I think pitched a scoreless ninth inning. Um, that's how much of a blowout it was against the Cubs. But uh, good for San Francisco. Should be really well rested. I was kind of hoping to get them an underdog, but uh, clearly that's not the case. The Angels will take on the Rangers. Tyler Anderson going for the Angels. Dane Dunning for Texas. Rangers minus 160, total nine and a half. It's hard for me to get used to these prices being so gigantic on, on the Rangers. Um, though they went to Tampa, lost the series finally, uh, though I thought they were very competitive. Um, game two with Evaldi, like they're getting a fair amount of respect. We're almost a pick at the closing line. So um, had a tough one today against McClanahan, but still got three runs off of him. So, I mean, still pretty impressed by the Rangers. Haven't been a huge buyer so far this season, but... They're doing what they need to do, and they're facing an Angels team that just routinely disappoints. Tyler Anderson looks like one of the worst free agent pickups, nothing close to what he was doing for the Dodgers last season. So I don't really see a reason to back the Angels. Don't really like their bullpen, don't like Texas's either, but 
Uh, if you're backing the Angels here, you need Tyler Anderson to rediscover something he hasn't shown this year, and you need their bullpen to somehow hold on to a lead, which I don't know that they'll do on the road. The Reds, who might be the most exciting team in baseball now with Ellie De La Cruz, who had a couple of more infield singles this weekend. Like, the guy hits a ground ball to second base, and he's safe. It's unbelievable. Uh, they'll take on the Royals. Kansas City's favored. They're minus 115 with Zach Granke on the hill. Luke Weaver goes for Cincinnati. The Reds just took two of three from the Cardinals. I like Cincinnati as the road dog here. Yeah, it feels a little weird to me that they're underdogs, but Zachary's been hot, you know, as as hot as a Zachary can go with like 1K per inning or something like that recently. That's probably a season high, um, but he's been a little bit better stretch. You could argue that the Royals bullpen is better or superior to Cincinnati's, though I do really like uh, Cincinnati closer Alex Diaz, but uh, or Alexis Diaz, but um, Luke Weaver, you know, he's always been close, uh, never really delivered on the the kind of pedigree. I think he just got built up too high. He's going to be this savior for the Cardinals and then never really latched on, got traded to the Diamondbacks. That didn't really work. Um, it will be a really nice park for him to pitch in, though. It's hard to hit the ball out of Kansas City, and the Royals don't really have a, a roster built of power hitters. They're trying to get that way, but I think it's going to be a long, heavy lift for them. So I like Cincinnati as well here. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now. And sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. 
Marlins are at the Mariners. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. Bryce Miller for Seattle. Seattle minus 130. Low total, 7.5. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to see Seattle scoring runs. Um, they had some good opportunities to get back in the game against the Angels today in Anaheim. Didn't really work out for them. Uh, Bryce Miller with a weird flip-flop. He was supposed to go today on Sunday, but ended up getting switched to this Monday night game. Logan Gilbert filled in, pitched Sunday on shorter rest. Normal rest, but still shorter than I think was expected and got bombed. And I feel like he's probably not happy about this, but it's almost like Seattle chose to give Bryce Miller's been really struggling an easier uh, assignment against the the visiting Miami Marlins instead of having to pitch on the road in in Anaheim at the Big A against Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. I don't know if it's going to work out. Jesus Lazardo has been really good at times. Um, it's really just based on how much he locates and how good his fastball is because he's still so fastball reliant and everyone in the big league can hit a fastball. So um, thought Miami played fairly well in Chicago, but kind of just hung around and waited for the Chicago White Sox bullpen to blow up. I don't think they'll get so lucky because Seattle's especially getting Andres Munoz back. They'll be even deeper in their bullpen, which has always, I think, been a strength for them. Um, I, I get Seattle being a slight favorite because I think they have to be because Miami doesn't get a lot of respect. They don't hit very well, but uh, I don't blame anyone for wanting to fade Bryce Miller in this situation because he's been absolutely atrocious the last two starts, and there's a lot of people that were pointing to him regressing to the mean. Phillies are at the Diamondbacks. Matt Strom goes for Philadelphia. Tommy Henry for Arizona. I mentioned the Diamondbacks with five straight wins, eight of ten. They're in first place in the West. They're a small favorite here at home, minus 115. Yeah, it feels pretty cheap, uh, especially because if you think about Strom coming out and starting for Philadelphia, he's not probably going to go more than five innings. Maybe five would be a maximum. That's probably they'd be delighted to get five innings out of him because he's been kind of like circling between bullpen and rotation. Uh, Tommy Henry got hit pretty hard by Washington earlier this this week, though, so um, that's not a great. I guess situation and then try to back him who looked like his numbers were good to start the year and had some really good matchups. Uh, I think it was supposed to make two starts last week, but now it's, it's starting here. I think because of one of the weather uh, or air humidity or whatever, the air problem uh, postponements that happened earlier this week. But um, I, I'm interested in Arizona as, as a slight favorite. I feel like they're better uh, at home and, and should be a higher priced team. Maybe not better than Philly because Philly's still pretty strong, but I'm still really hesitant or and I'm hesitating with that Arizona bullpen having to back them in that situation. The Rays will head to Oakland to take on the hottest team in baseball. Zach Eflin will take on James Caprillion. Tampa Bay's minus 267. The A's <laughs> five straight wins. And if you did a money line rollover, starting with the first game of this winning streak, and then just kept going and pushed your money for the next game. Now that they've won five straight, your initial $100 investment, you'd be up $1,829. Wow. A nice little 1,800% gain. Uh, you know, that'd be cool. But, uh, you know, if you were also doing that for the rest of the season, you would have gotten to uh, two and lost every time. Because I only had <laughs> one consecutive gains before the streak uh had, had occurred so once they set once they tied their record maybe a two game winning streak and then you know maybe they'll win out and uh set that wins record or i think they were gonna still finish behind the seattle mariners of 2001 or whatever year that was anyway um 
yeah, I, I feel like the streak's going to end. Uh, sorry to say, but I think Zach Eflin's starting for Tampa. Uh, he's had a really good start to the year. Seems like just another reclamation project. Um, Tampa also traded for Robert Stevenson to bolster their bullpen even more from, from Pittsburgh, who had gotten a bunch of holds really to start the year. And I'm kind of surprised they gave up on him, but you know, the Rays just pick up, they find the they find the dimes that are out there and uh, turn them into far more than what they, they paid. And uh, I think Oakland, it's been a really nice story, but they're facing a team that's like the most capable offense in all of baseball also knows what they're doing as rocket scientists or something like that. Telling, Everyone had to play each day, and it's worked for Tampa for a long time. I'm sad to say it, but I think the baby A's uh, will not – their win streak will not hit six. Taking a look at series beginning on Tuesday, Yankees and Mets will begin a series in Queens. Max Scherzer against Luis Severino in the opener. Uh, the Mets have just been a disaster lately, but it's not like the Yankees uh, are doing well ever since Aaron Judge went on the IL. You know, you look at uh, – Without Judge, because he left that, you know, in the Dodgers series, right? They've only won three games, and they've lost four. So, uh, and that includes winning the last game in L.A. So, three and four without Aaron Judge in the lineup. And the most runs they have scored in a game was five in that loss against the White Sox in the doubleheader. So, Yankee offense has been struggling without Judge. Max Scherzer's on the hill, but then again, the Mets are a disaster right now. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees, you can point to injuries being a big problem. I mean, DJ LeMahieu doesn't seem to be, he seems like he's hit over the hill really quickly, or maybe this is just the the bad portion of his season and he'll turn it around. But um, a lot of his, his stats look really, really ugly right now. Um, Willie Calhoun, I don't think anyone was expecting him to take so many um at bats in the three hole this season for for the Bronx Bombers, um, still feel like he should be at another team where he could hide his weight a little bit better. But anyway, say la vie. I digress. Um, I, I do think the Mets have bigger problems with Alonzo's absence. I mean, imagine like if you bought a ticket for this Subway Series, and then all of a sudden we're seeing that both Alonzo and yeah. Aaron Judge are on the on the IL. That's got to be tough, but. That's kind of the state of both those franchises right now. Um, Scherzer hasn't been great. Um, he's tough to trust, you know. Uh, I do think that the Yankees um, have a much better bullpen that's much more trustworthy because they have whatever they were expecting to have at their closer position, whereas the Mets thought it was certified until they lost that in the World Baseball Classic. But, I mean, I don't know if, if you feel more comfortable about Severino than I do, but I was starting to be like, okay, maybe he might be kind of an undervalued type of play this year, but he's kind of struggled ever since coming off the IL. Yeah, he got rocked in L.A., and, and then he gave up a boatload of runs to Chicago. It looks like we have two pitchers that just don't know how to pitch without sticky substances Ooh. in Max Scherzer and Luis Severino. All right, Griffin, before we get to a best bet here for Monday's slate, why don't you remind people how to save some money at pregame.com? Yeah, use the promo code BALL20, singular, ball, ball20. That's a lot uh, of walks. A lot of walks. That's what we're rooting for. Every time we play an over, we don't need any hits, just all walks, just rooting for balls. Ball20, 20% off for all listeners of MLB Podcasts. Only only for the listeners of our podcast, please use Ball 20. You might listen to other podcasts, but use Ball 20. It gives us some credit. It's good for seven days in the podcast release. You got until June 18th, but don't wait. We're getting closer and closer to the All-Star break. Some good money to be made this week, especially on this Monday card that we've discussed for you at length. Um, also want to mention the uh, 
MLB SummerSlam, $500 contest, top three places, all in pregame bulk dollars. It started on June 1st, but you can still get in. Uh, 50 minimum picks need to be made by the All-Star break. So you might, you're not running out of time, but it's probably a good idea to get in there so you don't have to go throw 50 plays in the last few days. Uh, but it's most, most net units is what besides the contest, winner are the most net units. Minimum 50 plays, maximum 100, and wins $500 in pregame bulk dollars. Second place, 250. Third place, 100. Best of all, it is free to enter. So go jump in there. Go find your way. Uh, win some picks. Use our picks, you know. They, they can make you some money in the contest as well. Um, and I think for my best bet for this one, and you might be joining me in a little bit on this. I wouldn't be shocked. But I really like Cincinnati and Luke Weaver. I feel like as an underdog on the road, in Kansas City, I'm happy to go against Zach Grinke, who's I think going to have a lot of trouble um, trying to keep Cincinnati off off of his fastball, really just trying to keep them off balance for uh, an entire nine-inning stretch. Seems really tough with this Red Legs team right now. So I like the Reds as a slight underdog on the road. That's a double best bet. That was my best bet going with the Reds here. Uh, you can get anywhere from you know even money, minus 105, and jump on it early because money is going to come in on this Reds team. I promise you that. And if you'd like to you know sprinkle on the player props, uh, you know maybe take a look at an Ellie De La Cruz total bases. Over one and a half total bases for De La Cruz is plus 125 at DraftKings right now. So uh, I'll give that as like maybe a second best bet. Over one right. and a half total bases for Ellie De La Cruz. Sweet. Uh, so we're we're very red leg heavy tomorrow. So uh, boo to the Royals, I guess. But Zach <laughs> Greinke's on the other side. You know, he's uh, maybe he'll. I don't know if you saw the story that came through about just throwing only hanging cement mixing fastballs to uh, to the first baseman, who's Joey Votto, because he's so good at picking up spin. He knew he'd be surprised and take him. Um, yeah, get out there, Zach Greinke. Who knows what mind games he's playing in this one. Reds have been playing plenty of mind games with everything they're playing. The Dodgers looked really afraid of them in that series beginning of last week, especially of your guy, Ellie De La Cruz. So let's go get a first inning double and uh, knock out the prop and then win that game. Well, he's going to homer in his first at bat. So there, that'll, that'll get it done as well. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Zandenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition.